Easy. Yeah. Looks like they back for a fifth season, man. Who that? Sports Roundtable. Who? S-R-T. S-R-S-R-S-R-S-R-T They got that realness flowing in they DNA Damn you lame, if you ain't Tune to SRT today H-O got that payload when he say so What you betting on? Don't get mad at me on fantasy Break up Kyrie LeBron I be smooth as sports superhero Hancock in the mix Deal with Roll Tide forever Real talk, you know who he gon' pick See where I be with SRT Behind the glass, that G-Money Made with a strong, I never lose Six-man elite, that's Jay Smooth all you other sports radio shows, it's fake news. Believe that. T- t- turn up your radios, because it's time for SRT Radio. Yeah. What up, what up, what up? It's Sports Roundtable, live from the SRT Studios, overlooking Atlantic Station. And we are in the penthouse. It is a Wednesday, 702 Atlanta time, Eastern Standard Time. You're joined in with the Sports Roundtable, the SRT crew, each and every Wednesday, 7 to 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I am your humble host, Horace Mack, a.k.a. H.O. from Bankhead. (laughs) Uh, My main man, Sports Superhero, is running a tad bit late. You already know how that traffic is in Atlanta, so he'll be in shortly. But, of course, I got my main man from Memphis, Jay Smooth, the sixth man. What's up, man? What's happening? Yeah, You're glad to be back, man. Glad to be back. Yeah, man. Another I week. Pulled up in the parking lot and uh, used to listen to that rap music. Yes, sir. That's what the old people say. The older people. <laughs> I'm sorry if I didn't mean to offend anyone, but I just thought it was kind of funny. Absolutely, man. Sometimes you got to get it in how you get it in. And whatever can get that game face on. Got to do what it. Got to do what you got to do. Yeah. The man behind the glass, my main man, G Money. Yo. Everything good, G. I'm getting there. There you go. There you go. <laughs> my man, G Money, just got them hours clocking. Hey man, we got a great show for you tonight. Got some hot news. Got some buy and sell around seven forty. The hot news uh, will start around 7.15. Make sure you tune in for that. Second hour to show around 8 o'clock. Got some other news and some some things that the local folks want to know about. Um, 8.15, sports roundtable, roundtable discussion. And this going to be a doozy. Um, I think we're in the fifth day of the LeBron sweepstakes at this point. Yep. So day number five of LeBron's sweepstakes. We'll talk about the the cast. Only four more weeks to go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> talk about the cast in our roundtable discussion. Um, Kyrie is in the news as well. Um, some the, something about it, it doesn't make sense, but I, I, I get it. Stay tuned for that. And, uh, I will tell you a super team, if they do it right, they can actually beat the Warriors. And, of course, our question of the day will be coming up here pretty soon. And I will tell you why Golden State is a dynasty team. So the question of the day for our fans, do you consider Golden State a dynasty team? 
Call in 404-603-8770. Make sure you follow us on social media, IG and Twitter at SRT Radio and uh, YouTube and Facebook, SRT uh, Sports Talk Radio. So make sure you follow us there. And let's go ahead and get into this question of the day. Um, I'm going to start with you, Jay. Yeah. Do you consider Golden State a dynasty at this particular point in time? Of course. Without a doubt. Yeah, there's no <laughs> no doubt about it. And I read um an excellent article today which pointed out quite a few facts that I, you know, I just want to read off. It's a bunch of numbers relating to their last four years, their records, and you know, it just shows how great they've been. So in 2015, when Steve Kerr took over as coach, the Warriors are a total or combined, well, the last four years, 265 and 63. Mm. That's a .808 winning percentage over those last four seasons. They've won three championships. They've gone, they've won 63 out of their 83 playoff games. And that is the greatest four-year stretch in NBA history, statistically. Right. The best record. So, there's no doubt in my mind that they're a dynasty. I mean, they have maybe a probably a one of the greatest collections of talents. I think if you consider their core four members, so to me, it's a no brainer. I I think they're a dynasty, and um, they could only be beginning. All right, so I'm gonna add to your 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 stats here, mm-hmm. um, and this is my reason for considering them a dynasty team at this particular point. Mm-hmm. If I name these names, I'm going to tell you what they got in common. Okay. James Harden, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, CP3, Anthony Davis. All these guys have lost to Golden State. Mm -hmm. And all these guys are considered – better players than anybody on Golden State's team. Another point. Only in the finals they're 15 and 7. So basically the last four years against Cleveland 15 and 7. The last two years when they added Durant 8 and 1. So you have to be a dynasty if you have a collection of victims, as I just named, with all those names, and to go 15 and 7 against what we are considering today the greatest player in the world, 15 and 7, and you've given him three L's in the finals. Yeah, let me ask you this. Not. I think it's always important to sort of define dynasty because I I don't know if Webster or, you know, Miriam, whoever it is, <laughs> I don't think they've gotten around to it yet in their own respective dictionaries. But right. according to Wikipedia, a dynasty, a sports dynasty, it's a team or individual that dominates their sport or league for an extended period of time. So we don't know what that period of time is. If Is it four years, ten years, or whatever, but... According to my definition, I think it's a, a dynasty. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to add to that as well. Okay. 
when you as a league spend your whole offseason trying to configure your teams mm. to try to beat one team, yeah. you're a dynasty. Wow. That works for me. You're a dynasty. Yeah, that works for me because every, like you said, all other 29 teams, they have probably pulled their hair out trying to figure out, like you said, how can we beat these guys? How can we? Every every team in the NBA is trying to figure out how do we beat these guys now. And it's a four-year run. Four-year run. Let me ask you this. We hadn't talked about, you know, potential salary cap issues or, you know, how injuries could affect them down the road. But how long do you see it going on, the dynasty? Um, maybe two to four more years. Wow, wow, that's that would be impressive. Two to four more years. I think that they have the collection now. Rumor has it mm-hmm. that Trevor Reza may come, mm. and Paul Casal might come. Really? Mm, that's interesting. I don't start the rumors. I just talk about them when they Stop come out. <laughs> right. Wow. So, you talking about losing Zaza mm-hmm. and maybe losing the the one that wears the house coat in the parade. Who was that? Swaggy P. Swaggy oh, yeah. <laughs> So, you talking about losing those two yeah. and replacing them with these two guys. Yeah. Imagine Ariza and Iguodala coming off the bench along with Paul Casal, who is one of the best passers, big man passers that we've probably ever seen in today's game. My main man, Hancock, just stepped in the building. What up, crew? What, what up? up? I'm, I'm pretty sure you want to go ahead and uh, get in on this. Well, you know, I, t- I told you three years ago that the NBA had a, a problem, and it was, <laughs> a go- it was a Golden State problem. Yeah. And it, it hadn't changed. I mean, it's, it's gotten worse. You know, uh, they, there are things they call the butterfly effect. Mm-hmm. And in this case, the butterfly effect was Kevin Durant coming to Golden State as a result of losing, I put it like this, as a result of Golden State losing in the finals. Uh, whether you thought that game five should have had Dre in it or not, right. they lost. So if we look back at that and see it, Kevin Durant may have not come and joined this dynasty. Mm-hmm. So that in itself, you look at it, maybe LeBron created this thing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. so if, I right. mean, let's, let's think about it. Right. Because you wouldn't right. have had KD there. Now, you don't get me wrong. Golden State was already proven to be a monster. They were 73-19 and 19, uh, win team when that, they yeah, lost. Right. But just think about adding a player the caliber of Kevin Durant wouldn't have been the case. I'm sure they would have retooled and gotten players because you would have had more salary to strengthen the team. Right. So as a whole, you might have had a stronger team bench-wise. But you wouldn't have had three dominant, well, two dominant players, if you want to count Steph and KD, and then an above-average Clay, and then a utility guy like Draymond. So you wouldn't have had that monster. You wouldn't have had the Hampton Five. Mm-hmm. So that in that case, that's what I'm saying. So, yes, there's a problem in the NBA. There are there are ways to solve it. You know, you're gonna have to get superpowers together. Yeah. 
Now, I don't know if you're going to put them all in one conference because that looks like the, the case if you're going to put uh, LeBron out in L.A., but it's a whole lot of stuff that's going to have to happen for that to happen also. So I, I think we never know. Injuries could happen. You know, there could be splinters or fractures within the organization team-wise because we hear a little something going on there. I don't know how true those things are. But as of now, as of as of three and a half, four years ago, yeah, there's a, there's a Golden State problem for everybody in the NBA. <laughs> Did you wanted to say something? Yeah. Um, so the it didn't start with LeBron as far as super teams go. It started with Danny Age in Boston. Okay. He trade he fleeced his friend Kevin McHale for Kevin Garnett. <laughs> fleeced. He made Seattle, the, the then Seattle Sonics, believe that Jeff Green is just as valuable as Ray Allen. <laughs> so it it started with him, and and he built, and he did that. He made those moves because Detroit had been dominating the East, right? So, and and Detroit put their team together to beat Miami, pretty much. So. The LeBron went to Miami in order to beat Boston. Boston. He couldn't beat Boston. And then, you know, Kevin Durant went to Golden State because, one, he couldn't beat them, and, two, he wanted a chance to actually win a championship. So these moves kind of uh, connected connect to each other. But right. I think it, it goes back to that Boston team they put together in 2007. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't knocking that. I, I agree with you on them being the architect or the beginning of the super teams. But what I'm I, saying, I'm saying the Golden State monster wouldn't have been created had they not lost to, to Cleveland. Gotcha. What I wanted add also is that it takes a little bit of well, it, it does take some luck, but it also takes the uh, the GMs or the presidents of these teams to have some to like think a few years ahead. Like Pat Riley saw LeBron James coming at least three years, bef- at least three years ahead. Right. Mm-hmm. He saw that as a possibility because of the contracts that he, Wade, and Bosch had actually signed. Carmelo could have been part of that too, but he wanted he more chose money. He not to. Yeah. But see, there was also one other thing that happened. It was a perfect storm because if you remember, the NBA had that big balloon payment, which allowed the money for them to sign a Kevin Durant. Also, Another butterfly effect, Steph Curry's ankles yep. prohibited him from becoming, getting the max on his extension. You right. remember, they were only paying him 11 mil. Right. So think about it. If he would have been paid like he was, he should have been, there wouldn't have been that cap or that gap to sign a Kevin Durant. Yep. There it is. So uh, all our folks on Facebook, y'all tell us, is Golden State a dynasty? And when we come back... I will explain how IT, not you, J. Smooth, <laughs> the little IT, yeah. Isaiah Thomas, has been the most influential in this Julio Jones situation. Mm. You listen to Sports Roundtable with SRT Crew on The Real 1100 and SRTRadio.com. We'll be back with more Sports Roundtable on The Real, Real, 1100 AM. 
There's a lot going on in the world, and your world is always changing. That's why it's important to stay connected. The latest news, the latest entertainment, the newest music. If it's in the air or on the air, it can be in the palm of your hand, wherever you are, with the iHeartRadio app. iHeartRadio. Over 1,500 live radio stations from across the country and over 15 million songs to create your own custom stations. Text IHR to 45495 to download the app or listen at iHeartRadio.com. Standard text and data rates apply. The sun's out, the kids are home, and you're ready to make this summer one they'll never forget. Well, gather up the family and head over to Lake Winnie, the South's favorite family amusement park, and Sokia Water Park, where there's excitement for everyone. The little ones light up on the flying elephants and the bumblebee ride. Get your thrill-seeking hearts racing as you experience 4.6 Gs of excitement on the ozone. Splash down on the Winnie 500 racing slides, and the magic of the genie has returned. Satisfy your taste buds with a legendary funnel cake and a refreshing Coca-Cola. With so much to offer and so close to home, Lake Winnie and Sokia are the perfect place for any family to have fun together. Now open Wednesday through Monday. Sunday is Father's Day. Bring the whole family to Lake Winnie and take advantage of our Father's Day carload special. Up to five people get an unlimited ride ticket for only $120. Additional guests are only $24 per person. For more information, visit LakeWinnie.com. Sports Roundtable. Check in a um, district. Yes. Bars. Bars. Yeah. Bars. <laughs> hey, G, did, you, did you like the district, though, from set? It was all right. <laughs> oh, come on, G. Come on, G. I mean, it sounded like 1994. But oh, was- he's 40. What do you want? Actually, he's 45. Yeah. Thank you. You want to go? Like, he can't go on there and turn up like Lil Uzi Vert. You feel me? He can't give you Playboy Cardi. He gave you... Oh, hey, he got you hip hop bars. <laughs> hey, he got you food sneakers. Only on WWE, the real 1100 AM. Blazing. Hot, hot, hot. Scorching. Red, Red hot. hot. This is why I'm hot. It's the Sports Roundtable Hot News. We're back. Sports Roundtable Hot News brought to you by our good old friends over at the Big Easy Grill. 1193 call you roll Atlanta Georgia please go over to the Big Easy Grill where they got the best shrimp in town and it is verified and don't forget $25 or more get the SRT 10% discount all right we're in the hot news and this is where we take some stories and we put them out there and we throw our takes on them first the first story is quite simple hand Julio said he's not coming to the mandatory OTA camp. Thoughts? Uh, can't blame him, to be honest with you. Uh, in this day and time, you have to protect yourself. Julio now is getting, we won't say he's at the top of that hill, but he, uh, he's getting to that point where he's reaching his crescendo. So he's set to make $10.5 million this year, and that's 12th among NFL receivers. And to say him being 12th when he's probably top three in the league, I would say, at his position, is kind of that's kind of bad. And I think he has to do what he has to do to try to get this money. Um, he's going to have detractors, especially from the team. And also, when you look at this, it's like the Falcons kind of hedged their bets. I kind of you know intimated this a little bit. I think about a couple of weeks ago when we talked about it, with them going out and getting 
uh, the wide receiver from Alabama, Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. They kind of put themselves in a position to say, okay, if Julio holds out or if we decide to move on, we got his replacement in waiting. So I think Julio sees that and understands that he really doesn't have much leverage. He doesn't have, he has his money left on the contract, but none of it's guaranteed. And that's the problem. Let's say he goes out and gets gets hurt. They're not on the hook for any of that money. They can just pay him for the season. And that's the that's the worst thing about the whole NFL is that in that latest collective bargain agreement, they have this fifth-year option on rookies. And if you're a top-ten rookie, that fifth year is left up to the team, whether they option to keep you or whatever or pay you whatever. And if they do, they pay you the average of the top ten receivers at that position. Okay? Now, let's say you were drafted outside the top ten. That average goes now to the 11th through 25. You understand what I'm saying? So it's a it's a tough situation when you are put in a point where they put a cap on what you can make. And the NFL being a not-for-long league, it's kind of tough. So after that, honestly, after that, they can franchise you. Yeah. So you end up having nine years' worth of football that you can't really make your maximum money. So to me, honestly, the NFL has a, a monopoly on this thing. So if I'm Julio, I, he has to use whatever leverage he has, and the only thing he has is to sit out. Now, whether that works or not, we don't know, but that's the only leverage he has. Really, the team has all the leverage. Let me break down the IT situation towards Julio. Well, break it down. Break man. it down for you. <laughs> Many people think that Migos, hanging out with the Migos, has, has some influence. Mm. You know, they they had a flag football thing out at uh, Burkmar High School uh, a couple of months ago. Some people say, well, hanging out with T.O., could have influenced him. Mm. But I think we all can can kind of point and watch basketball and say, listen, you remember this guy named Isaiah Thomas who was the 60th pick uh, uh, one year in the draft, and he was a throw-in to, to a Boston trade that in that system it allowed him to flourish. 29 points a game, first team, uh, all NBA and things of that nature. To the point where he was qualified to make the Supermax at $208 million. Well, due to some injuries and things of that nature going into the playoffs, instead of setting it down, he decided to play. Big mistake. Once he decided to play, and then Boston decided to move on from him based on the injury, Cleveland found out that he was also hurt as well. And they said, well, we will have to go back to the table with this trade. Ended up, IT still went to Cleveland, didn't do so well or whatever the case may be. Then they traded him to the Lakers. So basically, IT has gone from a $208 million contract to nothing almost. If he gets... If he gets $10 million in one year, I'll be surprised. Now, let me tie this all in with Julio. Hancock, you read some numbers off and some stats and things of that nature. Julio signed, at the time in 2015, a record for a uh, wide receiver, $71.2 million. $47 million of that is guaranteed. 
$2.5 million of it is the signing bonus that he's going to get each year. So now, as of this year, as of today, he has got that 2.5 signing bonus today. He got that already. Once he comes in, he's going to make the $10.5 million, which means that he would be all the way up to, uh, I think, like 34, 34-something million dollars. But the last two years of his contract, the Falcons only will owe him $3.4 million, and that's it. Wow. So to your point, Han? No guaranteed money. No guaranteed money. And Julio probably looked at this IT situation and said, it's no way that I can play this year, but the next two years I got to play and I'm only guaranteed $3.4 million? And that's it. But let me ask you, if, you, if you're the Falcons, and it's a business decision, Julio's getting up there in age. He's He's been kind of injury prone. What do you do? Do you, I mean, do you, you see? what, what would you do? See, you, it's this, a business So this decision. is the thing. You're going to set a president not only for your team, but for other NFL teams as well. And the problem is, is that, okay, I can see if you got one year left and I can restructure that. You got three. Three years, yeah. So, this is what I would say to all the Falcons fans and things of that nature. And we're going to move on to the, to, the, to the next story in a minute. But with being good, there's also a curse to it that you got to continue to replenish. And if your draft picks aren't hitting to replenish, then you these are the situations that you're going to run into. The Falcons have four guys in 2019 that will be up for their rookie deal. So what do you do? So to Dan Quinn, Thomas Dimitrov, good luck. Got to play hardball with Julio. Man. It's a shame. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right, story number two. Jay Smooth Terrell said he is not going to the Hall of Fame ceremony. Your thoughts? Honestly, I completely understand T.O. and where he's coming from. This is a guy who's been just largely shunned by the media throughout his entire entire career. He's never a very media-friendly guy. Um, And most of the guys who vote or the media members who vote on the Hall of Fame and duck these, he was never friends with these guys. He never... uh, for lack of a better phrase, he never kissed tail to get these guys' attention or to get the the votes from these guys. He was in his third year of eligibility, and most people, you know, thought that he deserved to go in on the first ballot. I mean, he had the numbers; the talent said he should have, but the media who made those type of, who makes these shit decisions, they decided that he, that he wasn't worthy to be on the first ballot. So. T.O., he released a statement from his publicist. And, you know, there was a few things that I got from his statement. Um, You know, he said he came to the realization that I wish to celebrate what will be one of my most memorable memorable days of my life elsewhere. So, number one, he's not crazy about Canton. Um, I'm sure he has a more desirable location in mind, Miami, L.A., Dubai, London, whatever. Wherever he wants to go and celebrate (laughs) his thing. I'm sure he would rather be somewhere else. And plus, I I think we can't overlook that this is a a stacked inductee class with Randy Moss, Brian Erlocker, Ray Lewis, and he wouldn't have the attention to himself. And I I will admit, T.O. has been such sort of 
and attention monger throughout his career. This is a guy who likes the spotlight. He's, I think he's a narcissist in that way. Right. And I, I think I'm sort of duplicitous in this way. Like it's, it's all also his way of getting more attention drawn to him. It's like the Temptations movie. That David Ruffin moment where they came out at the Copacabana and David Ruffin had <laughs> had Flynn shine the spotlight on him. I think this is what that is, but uh, you know I get it. To he wants to do what he wa- he does wants to do what he wants to do, and um, he's doing it. So you know it is what it is. Mm, mm, mm. All right, Han. Give what me, you doing? Give me thirty seconds on. Call me Petty. Yeah. Call, call me Richard Petty. Richard, <laughs> Rich, little Richard Pettibone. Yeah, it does not matter. I'm, I'm happy he did it, man. I mean, yeah. in a, the, this whole thing to me was a whole. Let's take To down, holding him out. You put Randy Moss in his face. You talked about what he did here with this team. You called him Team Obliterator. You, all these things, and in the Hall of Fame, you got people that were charged with murder. Yeah, you got people that were drug addicts. And all these type of things. He did none of that. Also a cokehead, he said. Yeah, well, sure enough. <laughs> so, but you want to sling arrows at a guy whose numbers are impeccable. What he did on the field. Yeah. That, that's what it's supposed to be about. But then you change and move the you move the finish line on him, talking about where it's more than just what your performance was. Well, if it wasn't more than what the performance was for these other people, how can it be for him? So you made T.O. wait. So T.O. said, well, I'm going to make you wait. Yeah. Whether you, you can send my jacket. FedEx is bringing it to me. Right. And I, I'm not mad at it. I'm happy he did it. I think a lot more stand-up needs to be done That's for this national anthem and everything else. Because I think the NFL and all the people around it are bullies. Mm. That's exactly what they are. And I I do appreciate. And, go ahead. Oh, and this time, <laughs> T.O. gave him something back. Yeah, That's he did. all I'm saying. He gave it back to him. He did. And I do appreciate T.O. in this way. He never got caught up in the the football political game. Right. Like I said, he never kissed any tail. He never did what most players do to, to get to earn those accolades. And I can appreciate him for that. All right. Story number three. Uh, reports coming out of the Ravens camp. Lamar Jackson has been lining up in other positions besides quarterback. G, I'm asking you, what do you make of this? This is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> This is dumb. Like, I, I, be honest, HO, I didn't even do any research for this question because I just know it's dumb. Right. If you're lining them up at receiver or running back, this not, this isn't Denard Robinson. Right. This isn't Woody Dantzler. This isn't some guy who played in a college system to where it, it looks gimmicky or it looks, um, you know, it looks like it's misdirection, you know, or anything like that. This guy is a quarterback. He was groomed to be a quarterback all this time. And I know they want to get him on the field, but for me, if he if this guy is going to be the future of your franchise, he's also not Cordell Stewart either. Like you're going to have return punts now, but anyway. <laughs> if you want if this guy is going to be the future of your franchise, you picked him in the first round, so obviously you're going to move you're going to move on from Joe Flacco at some point and go to Lamar Jackson. So why are you risking why are you risking anything long term by trying to line him up at receiver or running back or or return punts? He can when you're a first round quarterback and they already have a starting quarterback, 
teams should know it's okay to sit that rookie and have him learn behind your veteran quarterback. It's okay. You don't have to get him on the field. You're not, the Ravens aren't winning a Super Bowl this year. So the whole thing is dumb. And uh, I, this, I'm pretty sure this was an Ozzie Newsom's idea. <laughs> Anybody else want to take a stab at it real quick? We got about 30 seconds. Yeah, I, I, I don't like it either, man. They, but they trying to say well, he's the next Michael Vick and whatever. That's fine. But my thing on it, I agree with you, G. I don't see any other type, any other quarterbacks being put at other positions. You know, I, I love what Kansas City did. They groomed Patrick um, Mahomes. Mahomes and let him sit and learn. They should do the same thing with this kid. Give him a chance to learn the system and 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 bring him into the system slowly. What's, what's wrong with it? I agree, G. Let him sit. You got a veteran quarterback there and uh, – um, Flacco. Flacco, let him learn behind Flacco and learn everything. It's, it makes no sense to me. Either. All right, story number four. Uh, Hancock, you got in the news, Kobe Bryant. Uh, talked about LeBron leadership. Uh, did you take it as a slap in the face, or how did you see uh, what Kobe said about you just got to figure it out? This is another thing that, you know, we always talk about when – you know, players that have played and they do certain things and then they come back, it's like revisionist history. Kobe wasn't the best teammate. He didn't nurture his teammates. He didn't make them feel good about themselves. He led with an iron fist. So I can't see how he can, and I'm a Kobe fan, you know that, one of my favorite players right behind Magic. But in this case, I just think it may be a little bit of shade at LeBron, to be honest with you, because... It really made it, it, it makes plenty of sense, but coming from a guy like him, it kind of loses a little credibility because he wasn't that type of leader. He was a, I'm working hard. You need to work hard. You need to work harder. <laughs> you yeah. need to do what you're supposed to do. Yeah. It wasn't about patting him on the back. How many times you see COVID patting him on the back? He still killed Smush Parker. Yeah, you know him and he didn't pat. Uh, um, Darius, no, the Gasol, Gasol, Gasol. No, keep going. Bobby Brown, not him either. The one who just left me was here with the Hawks and then left. Dwight, Dwight Howard. Howard. He oh, didn't right. pat Dwight Howard. He didn't try to bring him up, right? Right. So that's not that's not in his makeup. So for him to say it, like I said, loses a little bit of steam, a little bit of credibility. I, it, it's the right thing, but I don't know if just right messenger. All right, uh, Jay Smooth. Yeah, I think Kobe senses he's in trouble. And I, the reason I say that is because I think LeBron is now and has always been a direct threat to Kobe's legacy. Um, and according to, you know, most outlets and the odds makers in L.A., I mean, not L.A., Las Vegas, LeBron has a good chance of landing with Los Angeles Lakers. So in that way, he he could possibly challenge Kobe and I. Kobe, like other Paul Pierce, Jalen Rose, Chauncey Billups, they've all been critical of LeBron in some way. And I think, you know, there is some truth to what Kobe is saying. Like, as you say, Hancock, I think there is some truth to what he is saying. But I I guess it it just screams as if Kobe needs and wants the attention. Because, I mean, it's I think he's being further pushed out of the, the GOAT debate. <laughs> I think he's, you know, for in, in a lot of circles, he's 
no longer considered, you know, maybe the I don't I never thought he was the second best player of, of all time, but he's not firmly in second position in that GOAT conversation anymore. And I think a lot of it has to do with that. I think a lot more will play out over the next few weeks as LeBron makes his decision. But um I think Kobe feels threatened in a certain way. Well, I'm gonna look at this a little open minded. Um I think I think Han, you, you hit it when you said it might not be the right messenger. But should we concentrate more on what the fact is instead of who sent the message? Because my parents have told me things not to do that they've done. Yeah. Maybe they have learned from it. And maybe Kobe has finally figured out that, you know, after I'm finished playing basketball and things of this nature, maybe I could or should have done things a different way. Now that I see it, I'm going to bestow some of this wisdom to somebody that, in this case, could possibly is the difference between winning rings and things of that nature. So, I mean, it it, 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 it can go either way. I mean, is it better if Jordan said it? You know, like, if it's fact, it's fact. You know, um, I guess we can say it on, on, on you know, on, on the SRT show. Because, you know, we're not, I guess, to your point, not threatening or being threatened by LeBron James. So maybe we can say it. But at some point, we got to look at the fact that, yeah, maybe he has a point. Maybe he's learned and maybe he's trying to help someone out because if he really didn't care, then he probably wouldn't have said anything. But who knows? Like Han said, could be a little shade, but LeBron made trolling back by signing with the Lakers. Oh, yeah, he'll never get the love that. See, signing with the Lakers with LeBron, he, even if he gets a title, he'll never, ever supplant Kobe in L.A. Right. Now, what you said, maybe as far as that GOAT conversation yeah. nationally or basketball-wise, right. right. But you can cut LA out of that. Yeah. That's that's he'll <laughs> never. Yeah. And it's the same thing when we talk about Golden State with KD. KD can win three or four MVPs. As long as that little red Steph Curry on that team. Yeah. He's right. gonna always be the person in that area. Yeah. And I, I there's no way I don't think his his I don't know what LeBron could do. Maybe raise the dead, save some kids from train wrecks. I don't know. But it's not on that basketball floor. That's nothing he can do to Eclipse 24. No. They retired two of his numbers. Yeah. Yeah. It's a statue outside. Yeah. Do you think there'll ever be a statue outside of L.A. for, for LeBron? No. Never. No. no. Never. And, I mean, I, I guess the comment might have been unsolicited. Like, I'm, I'm sure some reporter went up to him and, put the mic in his face right. and asked him a question and regardless of whatever his answer was people probably would have said he, he was wrong land, anyway yeah. right. it wasn't going to land so, yeah. right. I agree alright man let's go wrap up the hot news that was sponsored by the Big Easy Grill make sure you go to the, the Big Easy Grill 1193 Call Your Road Atlanta Georgia again the SRT discount is 10% $25 um, uh, meals or more and you can get that um, discount when we come back, we got buy or sell with my main man, G-Money, and uh, 
we go just tell you what LeVar Ball is up to <laughs> these days <laughs> in the ball, boys. You listen to Sports Roundtable with SRT crew on the Real 1100 and SRTRadio.com. Keep those ears locked to Sports Roundtable on the Real 1100 AM. What's up? This your man, D-Will the Coach, here on behalf of Real Talk Tees. Real Talk Tees is for the players, geniuses, and bosses. For those who hustle, for the fresh, and for the iconic. Real Talk Tees is urban, affordable, vintage t-shirts to help you express yourself. So visit realtalktees.bigcartel.com to order yours today. So how about this? You got a specific mood in mind? Custom orders are available also to help you and yours stand out. So visit realtalktees.bigcartel.com where what's real lasts forever. Are you looking for a new, pre-owned, or used car to get you around the city or simply from point A to point B? Look no further. Jay's Used Cars is the place to be. Jay believes your job is your credit, and no matter what your situation is, Jay will get you in a car. Visit Jay's at 3820 Lawrenceville Highway in Tucker. And mention Sports Roundtable, get a 10% discount. Go to jaysusedcars.com to check out the inventory. Jay's Used Cars, where they stack them deep and sell them cheap. What up, though? What up, though? It's your boy Tate's Take, of course, none other than Deshaun Tate. I go by the Sports Debate Slayer and the Bracket Master. Hey, SRT, man, it gets no realer than this right here at the Real 1100 AM. My boy D. Will, the coach, G. Money, H.O., Hancock. Make sure you stay right here, locked in, the Real 1100 AM, SRT, keeping it real funky. As sports fans, we all have a choice. We either buy or sell. Okay, sell it all. All right, welcome back to Sports Roundtable on the Real 1100 AM, WWE. And this is our buy or sell segment brought to you by Real Talk Tees. Go to realtalktees.bigcartel.com today to... Uh, the short shirt for every mood, or if you're feeling like a custom order, you can get that as well. So, uh, the first story I have here uh, on the docket is from our it's from the college football world, and uh, familiar with a Clemson wide receiver named T. Higgins. Uh, he was uh, looking for a new car, I guess, and um, he went to a place called True Auto Mart. And uh, he bought a car, and he took a picture with the uh, guy who runs the place. Mm. And um, I'm going to show you a picture of that. And he just happened to take a picture in front of a you know uh, a two hundred thousand dollar McLaren. Mm. Oh, okay, <laughs> so, sell, selling my cars over there. Huh? <laughs> okay. Um, so of course, uh, T. Higgins being from Tennessee, uh, and him going to Clemson. 
a lot of Tennessee fans were like, well, see, that's what you get. You know, you try to get away with getting a McLaren and, and you know, think that there's some NCAA violations. The picture was taken down uh, by, from T. Higgins' request. But um, I'll uh, start with you, Hancock. Uh, do you buy or sell that uh, he might have actually almost gotten this car? I, I was hoping that he was just taking the picture and the McLaren just happened to be in the background that that wasn't the car he was actually getting. So he was actually about to purchase that car? I, I We don't know. We don't know. Wow. But if you, uh, you see the picture, but I'm looking at it. He right. can't even fit in the car, Look, can he? That car. He got to he got to ride in it. Oh, did he? I don't know if he if he drove, like did a test drive, but he did at least ride in the car. There's no way that unless he's coming from a real fluent family, that they could hide that from the NCAA. They might as well send a postcard and say, come here and put us on probation. A $200,000 car? Yeah, I, I, if he was getting that one, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, buy, I'm not buying, not selling, not whatever you want me to say. I don't know. <laughs> I, I sell. I say, LG, because that to me, if he was if he was purchasing that car, uh, it, something wasn't right. Jay, uh, I'm actually. What am I buying or selling again? Whether if, he was getting the car, or not. whether he was actually about to get away with getting that car. I don't think he was. Um, the Tim Thompson, I think that's the owner of the the dealership, right? I think he was saying that, you know, he's not a big sports fan and, you know, he probably barely knew who the guy was. Uh, I just think it was an opportunity to, to flex or, or stunt like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like everybody says, uh, another opportunity to get on social media and, you know, continue to play up the facade. I mean, these are things that we don't have. And I'm not saying that's, that's the case with T Higgins or everybody else, but I, I'm gonna sell it. I don't. I don't think he was trying to get away with getting the car because he also said he drove a Dodge Charger. And um, I just hope the kid can't be this stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I could see him trying to get away with the Charger. Yeah, right. But a two hundred thousand dollar McLaren. Right. Yeah. I just. I just hope he can't be that stupid. Hmm. Yeah. Hey Joe, what do you think? Um, if he was stunting, flexing. Flodging. See, this is what this, this rap music do for you. Yeah, rap music. There you go. <laughs> Talk about it earlier. Rap music. That's an inside joke. Yeah. <laughs> I'm selling this. Uh, it, it's, it, when you said the name, T. Higgins, I mean, we, we basically had to Google Google the guy. Yeah. I mean, how, how many touchdowns he got? You know, so it's, it's, it's no way this guy would try to buy this car that's, that's when we don't know who, who he is. Now, if you'd have said Kelly Bryant, Trevor Lawrence, Julio Jones, <laughs> then I get it. But him? No, yeah. sir. I'm, I'm sad. And, G, I'm reading down in the article, and it says this guy called – 17 passes for 345 yards and two touchdowns last season as a freshman sophomore yeah so i mean it i don't know i, I think it's a, a non-story he's not a major player exactly so uh <laughs> yeah t higgins uh flexing wow. 
probably yeah, listened to the Migos while he was riding. You got some good credit. Yeah. He get a two hundred thousand dollar car. Dead or his parents do. Somebody. <laughs> wow. Uh, we just had a, a caller I bring on the air, but he said uh, T Hibbs was really getting a pacer. So <laughs> well, that, that makes a lot more sense. Like I said, I thought this would just have to be in the background. It had to be. He was stunned. Uh, but look out for T Higgins. I guess next next season uh, he's being looked at as one of the best receivers in the country. Uh, who knows? So. Hey, look at about the NCAA yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> All right. The next uh, next story we have on the docket uh, has a sound clip, so I'm gonna play that. Who are you without ZO two? Just another dude with a bunch of tattoos. You ain't got no shoe, Nike wins, cools lose, claiming that I can't shoot, but all these words is hitting you, boy you talking crazy, why you trying to play me, you ain't on my level, you ain't famous as my baby, I'm working out daily, but I ain't posting it, and I would never stop a workout just to post a pic, you let her dash you up, thinking that you can't be touched, coming from the outskirts of Flint, boy you ain't tough, big baller brand, getting brand new cruises, getting crumbs, we thumbing through that money, look at y'all, y'all playing with your thumbs, don't know who your daddy is, where your house is getting sun, we both taking shots, the only difference, you ain't hitting none, usually do this bitch for fun, but trust me boy, I'm not the one, if you the bullet, I'm the gun, if you the pot, I'm cooking some, you won't smoke, you can get it, dressing for attention. Alright, so that was uh, <laughs> Los Angeles Laker guard, Lonzo Ball, putting out a diss track against his own teammate, Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> wow. His own teammate. Uh, this may have been response to a, a video on Bleacher Report in which Kyle Kuzma uh, made a video basically hosting a, um, a player haters ball just to roast Lonzo ball. Mm. So um, I'll start with you, Jay. Uh, is this Laker beef or tofu? I think it's tofu. If I'm Magic Johnson and Rob Blinker, the president and GM of the Lakers, <laughs> I'm pretty pissed because this is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. And I, I give Lonzo his credit. He took some funny shots at Kyle Kuzma, but some of it was inaccurate, especially the shooting part. <laughs> and, I mean, you're talking about your teammate, the guy who made – was he at first NBA, first team, all, all rookie? Over. Yeah, and did Lonzo even make a team? He was the second team. Okay, he was the second team. But Lonzo missed, I think he missed, a, I won't say significant, but he did miss a lot of games throughout the season. His shot is still questionable. So why he felt the need to point out that Cal Kuzma could shoot, I don't know why. Maybe he was talking about himself, but uh, – <laughs> I just think if, if you're Lonzo Ball, I think you have better things to worry about. This is an important summer for him. Instead of being in the studio, you need to be on the court putting up some shots. And especially, you need to be working on that jumper, that cross-the-body jump shot, whatever it is. He should probably be more f- so focused on that instead of sending diss tracks at Kyle Kuzma. Hancock, these are your youngins. Yeah, that's a shame, man. I know Magic just kind of looking and saying, man, I might have made a mistake. But uh, you know, I thought it was kind of kind of flaky when he says, "You the bullet, I'm the gun." Well, 
We know he's not gonna hit nobody. <laughs> right. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> so that was the worst part of the rap for me right there. The other part, when he said about, you know, Kuzma's dad saying you don't even know your dad, whatever, however he said it. You don't know who your dad is. Yeah, that's that was a little touchy. So, you know, I thought it was a fake beef. I thought it was just them having fun until, you know, this national media and the circus got around it. But me hearing the rap for the first time, that was the first time I've heard it. Sounded a little serious. So you going beef? Yes, yeah, I think it's beef. You talk about someone's dad like that? Come on, it, it, you know, if that was a serious shot. I, I mean, I, I'm with you. I, I, it be when you start bringing kids and parents and things like that in it. To me, it's it, it gets more of a beef than it. I, yeah, you said tofu beef. I'm buying beef when with the dad thing. That that to me, you know, that that kind of crossed the line. All right, and if you're watching us on Facebook Live, uh, let us know if you think that it's uh, beef or tofu. And uh, HO, what do you think? I, I'm gonna go tofu um, because I think that I think the the, the the Lonzo and his dad are basically they they are Hollywood anyway. So I think it's kind of like anything goes. They got to play with each other this year. Um, I just think it would just. Two young rookies not really having anything else to do. So I think it was basically tofu. Uh, I don't think it's any kind of real beef or whatever the case may be. So, um, yeah. So now I guess maybe this is a play on uh, Pussy T and Drake. And Drake. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it's definitely not how you win the offseason. I mean, drafting free agency if you have to come up with this. No, no doubt about it. Yeah, no it's, a, doubt about it's a bad start. Exactly. All right, the next thing I have here, uh, it also has a sound clip. Okay. How were you guys able to fight through the struggle this year? <gasps> Stay together, figure out ways to win when you guys are injured, fight through the Rocket Series. That was probably the toughest series for you. How, how'd you guys do it? Honestly, they want me. They, they want a political answer. Right. <laughs> Give it to them, bro. But, but the fact that I'm not here, we just cut from a different cloth. Uh. You know, there's a lot of guys in this league. They saw. We just come from a different club. <laughs> That's real. That's all I really got from you. That's hey, real. That's as real as it gets. the bus, man. I love you. mic. We just ain't cut the same. I told one of them dudes from Cavs after the game, he tried to shake my hand. I said, Tristan, we ain't cut the same. <laughs> 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 no, you got the... All right. So, um, actually, who I'm going to uh, ask first on here, I'm going to bring him on the line. Uh, D-Will. D-Will, you there? Yes, sir. What's up, Weezy? Weezy. What up, crew? What up? All right, D-Will, did you hear that clip that we just played? I, I did. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask if you uh, you believe that Draymond and Tristan are not, uh, they're not cut the same, as he said? Oh, they cut totally from a different cloth. <laughs> like, uh, I, I, Tristan is cut from the Kardashian I'm on radio, so see money. I don't know how to keep this too clean. Like, I, like Tristan Thompson is. Um, well, they're not cut the same. I'm gonna keep it there. They're not cut the same. I agree with Draymond. <laughs> Draymond, hey, let me add this before you move on. Draymond, a fool. Yeah. Because if you watch the clip of after the game of what he's talking about, he he 
Tristan walks up to him and grabs his arm. Draymond snatches it away and walks off from him. Mm. That, that, it, 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 it's crazy. It's insane. Like, I, I can't believe it. Righteously can't believe it. All right, uh, Jay, what do you think? Oh, I love it. I think Dray- <laughs> I think Draymond is one of the best personality in sports, period. I think at this point in his career, he's like, he's become Walter White in Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> he's gotten to a point where he's so confident and so arrogant in his craft and what his team could do. And, you know, the third ring completely, it, you know, it, it solidifies that they're the best. And I, he wanted to make it clear that they are, and he said it, and... um. The whole Tristan Thompson thing is funny. I, you know, I've been on record on this own show, on this show, saying it how little faith I actually had in Tristan. So, um, I completely agree with Draymond. I, I think he's on his way to a great media career after this, and uh, I love it. Hey Joe, hey, I'm I'm with I'm with Jay on this. Day uh, Day has has done it again. Um, you know, the ring or winning did not downplay his emotions of how I really feel about you. Yeah. I don't like you. You're not that guy. We're not even comparable. What you do for them is not comparable for what I do for my team. So, ain't no doubt. Don't call me. Whatever the case may be, it is what it is. And I love the fact that Draymond, even with winning you can still have that shun, that that shun moment with your opponent because a lot of people say, "Well, sportsmanship this, sportsmanship that," but hey, I, I really don't like this guy. So he kept it authentic. Yeah, what they said, sag <laughs> nasty, and that's where he's from. That's what he gave him, and yeah, they not cut the same. Tristan from Canada, they nice people. <laughs> <laughs> Michigan, Saginaw, Flint up in there, man, in their place. You don't want them props. <laughs> no, you don't want them. <laughs> All right, and uh, the last one I have here um, is actually kind of from uh, same team, but a uh, different person. Pull it up here. Here we go. But when you think of being the executive of the year, I always wondered, how do you draft these guys? How do you find these guys? How do you put this team together and work so well with Steve? And then I heard you tell Kevin Durant he can have whatever contract he wants next year. Yeah, that was just for the media. He can't have anything <laughs> like that at all. Mid-level. Yeah, mid-level, behind closed doors. It's because I think story. last year he told Steph he could have any contract he wants, too. Yeah. So Well, yeah, that was different. He, well, he's, he's been here from the run, you know, the way before days. He's earned it. <laughs> and, and there ended the Warriors' cohesion right there. All right, so uh, I ask you guys this. I'll start with you, Hancock. Um, this is just a joke, right? Supposedly a joke, but KD kind of sensitive, man. So he's already looked upon as not as as being the bigger than life superstar, right? But no matter how big he gets, like I said, he'll never be Steph in in Golden State. He might be outside of South, you know, Northern California, but in Northern California, he can't he can't touch Steph's star. Mm. So for them to put that out like they did, I think it was hopefully taken in, you know, in jest. 
But I'm not sure, you know, KD, like I say, he's sensitive. And if he uses those rabbit ears, and you can best believe the people like Nick, uh, what's his name on the no, I get you to know him what I'm talking about. But those type of guys who, who throw gasoline on those type of situations, they will try to instigate this and make it bigger. And I don't know, you know, that was the one thing that Draymond said after the game was that they didn't say things or, or get let anything out that would make someone else feel uncomfortable on the team or whatever and drive a wedge between them. But for them to say this and they kind of laugh, and you can kind of sense the uncomfortable feeling after it was said. So, like I said, I, I don't know. I think it was – they may have been joking, but sometimes you can't joke when you talk to certain people, especially when he wasn't there from the beginning. Mm. All right. Uh, D-Will, what do you think? Uh, I think they – I think he just signed his ticket for KD to leave Oakland. <laughs> that's, just, that's the way I feel. And, and I, I totally agree with Hancock. KD is one of the most sensitive people you've ever seen. And he showed that in the past. That he's one of the most sensitive in the world. So you can't, it's like Pam said, you can't, it's certain people you just can't joke with. And I believe KD is one of those type people. He gets in his feelings real quick. You saw throughout the year this year, he had a couple of times where, even when you can go back to his OKC days, when they had him as Mr. Unreliable, how he took that personal and spoke out about it. So I really don't believe he's one of those people you can make jokes like that about. And like you say, he'll never be able to touch Steph Star. Steph is the Golden State Warriors. He's the face of that franchise. Now with three championships in four years, he's gonna always be that. So yeah, I think they just wrote KD's ticket out the door. All right, uh, HO. Um, boy, I tell you, that alcohol will make you say some strange <laughs> things. So you know, hey, KD is sensitive. We all know it. Um, but when you win championships and you are, you know. Or that when you that GM or that person who is taking credit for this, you know, that's sometimes it goes a little overboard, you know. So my whole thing is stay out of the media with all of that. Let the players do that thing. Let them celebrate. Uh, it was supposed to come off as a joke, but if we are contemplating it, maybe it wasn't. Sound like Dan Gilbert, basically. Mm. What do you think, Jay? Mm. Uh, this is not good at all. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason is, um, according to some reports, get Bob Myers and Kevin Durant, they do sort of engage in playful banter from, from time to time. So this is it's not uncommon for, for them two or these two specifically. But I will say as a GM of a professional basketball team, the like the premier organization in in the NBA and, and maybe sports at the moment, I think you have to maintain some level of professionalism. I think you would expect this from, you know, Draymond or Steph. You would expect this from player to player. But I think if you're Joe Lake of the owner, I think you have to sort of nip this in the bud. You got to come out and defuse it. Quick. Right. Right now. Because And D-Will hit the nail on the head. I mean, I it may seem like something small at the time, but this very well could be the beginning of the end. Of the Golden State Warriors, because if Durant decides to leave next year, um, who knows what could happen? But um, I think it's not a good thing. I, I think it's definitely a bad thing. And uh, Joe Lake, Joe Lake, the Warriors owner, he needs to get a handle on this ASAP. 
All right, so we have a uh, we have another caller on the air here who wanted to add his uh, two cents. Add his two cents. Go ahead, caller. State your name hey, and where you're from. Gonna feel like he got his bomb dropped on him. The Gap fan. <laughs> hey, caller, what's your name? Where you calling from? Canton, Georgia. Canton, Georgia. What's your name? Sky. Sky, my man. <laughs> So what? What do you what? What do you say? What do you say? KD, what now? It feel like he done heard a Gap Band song. You know, he dropped a bomb on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, he won't be in his feelings because he's got a couple rings by going out there on the West Coast. Yeah, I do agree. I do agree. I do agree. Hey, Skyway, we appreciate you calling in. I, I see you still riding out there to Canton. I can hear it. And uh, the Braves did win today. We appreciate you calling through, baby. Hey, man. Love the show, man. You got to keep it up. All right. All appreciate right. it. All right. Uh, G, you got any other other thing? Uh, that's, all, that's all we got for, that's all you uh, got? for this week. Yep. All right. Cool. All right. That's what uh, the buy and sell. I do got to get to D-Will and ask him about a couple of things. And D-Will, um, I got to ask you about the the heavyweight fight. Uh, Joshua well, and uh, what's yeah. your man's name? Wilder. 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 Yes. What would this fight do for the heavyweight division? Well, I'm going to tell you like this. I've reported about this fight for maybe, what, over a year on this show. And I will say this. It's going to do wonders for the heavyweight division, but I got one issue with it. It won't be in the United States. So without it being in the United States, all eyes will not be on it. It's not going to be highly publicized. Like if this fight was in Vegas, it will have a totally different feel. And I will say this. If this fight was in Vegas, I really believe it will be on the brink of, of, of trying to break records and getting up to those numbers along with the Floyd Mayweather versus McGregor, Floyd Mayweather versus Pacquiao. This fight has that much significance in the world of boxing. But the only issue is... Anthony Joshua is such a punk, he won't come to it over here <laughs> because he knows he's going to get knocked out anyway. All right, let's just do it like that. Deontay Wilder is going to throw one of the wild hooks. He's going to catch Joshua, and it's going to be over probably real quick because this fight will not go 12 rounds. But that's the only knock I have on it. I believe it's going to be great for the heavyweight division, but we all know we are great when we have a, a, a United States heavyweight. And we know Lennox Lewis wasn't from the United States, but he did all his fighting in the United States. And with this fight being over in the UK, I believe that's going to be the only knock that's not going to get this fight the publicity it rightfully deserves. Gotcha. Hey, hey AD, I wanted to ask you this. According to the contract, there was a rematch that's actually supposed to be scheduled for, well, whenever they decide to fight again, it's scheduled to be in the U.S. So do you think that will have an impact on it either way? Will the sequel be possibly better? Yeah, it's possible, but it all depends on who wins the first fight. If Anthony Joshua loses the first fight, it's going to lose a lot of luster coming over to the United States because Deontay Wilder's already beat him. Now, if Wilder loses the fight, it may be able to to get some luster back, but that'll be a loss on Deontay Wilder's record, so he will no longer be the invincible United States heavyweight. So I really believe it. either way it goes, they're losing money. If they have already signed for the sequel here in the United States, it's still not going to be up because you know what? You, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. So this is going to be the first impression. So if they wanted to do that, they should have fought the first one in the United States and then for the rematch, took it over to the UK. 
you know. And I understand Anthony Joshua sells out arenas. He's getting 80,000 in a boxing match. His boxing matches are like NFL football games. So I understand he he will be the A side of the card, and Wilder will be the B side of the card. But yet he still, the money is over here in the U.S. So if they really want to get that check, they will come over here and fight the first one. All right, D-Will, before we let you go, we got to get to the second half of the show. We had a question of the day. Do you think Golden State has a dynasty team right now? Your thoughts? Oh, it is without a doubt a dynasty. <laughs> like, this is, the, this is the definition of a dynasty. You win three and four years, like, what else can you ask for? All right, and, and to be honest, it, it really could be four if LeBron James wasn't LeBron James. He just basically willed his team to a win in 2016 to get that win to stop them from having four in a row. But without a doubt, this is a dynasty. They listen. They got three and four years, like I like I mentioned before, and they have one year where they had the best record ever in the NBA. Like, what more can you ask for? Like that. That's the definition of a dynasty. And if KD, if KD doesn't get into his feelings and decide to leave, they're going to win at least two more. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. And D. Will, you know, they're going to retool a little bit. And with that gambling money coming in, the whole uh, money for the year, all that's going to go up. Salary cap is going to go up. So they can add a player or two soon. Yeah. Exactly. Like, that, 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 that salary cap is going to raise. So, but my thing is, like, Here's my here's my belief. I believe KD is going to stay in Golden State because why would you break up a good thing to go somewhere else to do the same thing? Like, that really doesn't make a lot of sense. But my thing is, I believe that Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and LeBron James are about to find a way to get on the same team. And when those three hook up, it's going to be Cater by the door. Ain't that how you say it, Hancock? Cater by the by door. The door. <laughs> because ain't nobody messing with that. Hey, listen, I got one more scenario for you. Paul George, DeMarcus Cousins, LeBron James. Watch out for those two. If he's going to be, it's going to be one of those three sets of players, including LeBron James and Paul George, are going to play together next year. That's just my opinion. Hey, yeah, D. Will on the on the phone telling us and breaking it down, giving us his super team already uh, before the yeah. season even gets started, man. We appreciate you, Carla. We got to get to this next hour of the show. And thanks again. And uh, we already know what you're going to say. We'll see you in the studio pretty soon. Yeah, real soon, man. Real <laughs> soon. Real soon. I promise y'all. <laughs> All right, All right bro. All right. All right. Hey, man, we got to get to the second hour of the show. And uh, when we get back, we got this uh, sports roundtable discussion. And we got some other news. And in this roundtable discussion, D-Wed has already said it. But we're going to break down what super team can actually beat Golden State. You listen to Sports Roundtable with the SRT crew on the Real 1100 and SRTRadio.com. Are you thinking about changing the station? You're only hurting yourself. Keep listening to Sports Roundtable on 1100 AM. You are tuned into AM1100. The opinions expressed during the sponsored programs on this station are strictly those of the program hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of Beasley Broadcast Group, this station, its staff, other advertisers, or agencies. The work never stops at Bow Bell Basketball Academy, or more specifically... The feet work never stops at Bow Bell Basketball Academy. For boys and girls ages 6 and up, Atlanta's own Bo Bell has played and coached basketball all around the world and is here to share his philosophies, specifically how footwork is the foundation to be a complete basketball player. 
Visit CoachBoBell.com for details about upcoming camps or call 770-912-4104 for more information. BoBell Basketball Academy, where feet work is key. Hi, my name is James Forrest. When I get my sports fix, I listen to the Sports Roundtable with the SRT crew in the Real 1100 and SRTRadio.com. Uh-oh, Breezy. Yeah. Looks like they back for a fifth season, man. Who that? Sports Roundtable. Who? S. SRSRSRSRT, they got that realness flowing in their DNA. Damn you, lame. If you ain't tuned to SRT today, HO got that payload when he say so. What you betting on? Don't get mad at me on fantasy. Break up Kyrie LeBron. I be smooth as sports superhero Hancock in the mix. Deal with Roll Tide forever. Real talk, you know who he gon' pick. See where I be with SRT. Behind the glass, that G Money. They win strong. I never lose. Six man elite. That's Jay Smooth. All you other sports radio shows, it's fake news. Believe that. Turn, turn, turn up your radios, because it's time for SRT Radio. Yeah. What up, what up, what up? It's Sports Roundtable. We are back for the second hour of the show. We are up in the penthouse. Horace Mack, a.k.a. H.O. from Bankhead. Sports superhero. Hancock, what and up? of course, Jay Smooth, the six man, and uh, G Money behind the glass, thumping them beats. Call the show. We had two people call, 404-603-8770. When you had a boss man call, you really, you really, you really doing some things. He enjoying the show like that. Stayed in the car just to listen to the show. I, I agree. Make sure you follow us on social media, uh, IG, Twitter, SRT Radio, uh, at SRT Radio, Facebook, YouTube, SRT Sports Talk Radio. Make sure you follow uh, follow us there. Just to give you a quick reset of the show, uh, we did the question of the day. Do you think the Golden State is a dynasty team right now? We also had some hot news where we talked about Julio. And we also talked about Terrell Owens. And, you know, the Kobe Bryant comment, maybe was it the wrong messenger, but the right comment to make. So, you know, we talked about that. We're now about to get into this, um, the second hour of the show. And we got some other news that I want to bring to your attention. And uh, around, maybe around 8.20, we got our sports roundtable discussion that we're going to talk about. And it's going to talk about basketball, LeBron, Kyrie, just in the, 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 the super team. What can you put together to actually put a super team together to beat Golden State? In other news, Dan Gilbert said that he can rebuild a championship team with his organization with or without LeBron. Dummy. First of all, my take on this is I have no respect, in my opinion, for Dan Gilbert for allowing LeBron to come in to actually run his organization and now to try to probably take credit for it and things of that nature and to put himself in a situation where Le- LeBron has all of the leverage. Yeah. 
LeBron look like the NFL with the players in that organization. <laughs> exactly. That's crazy. Um, Andrew Luck threw the ball for the first time, but listen, they said it was a high school ball. Then they said it was a college football. Wow. I, you know, until he throw is t- until he throws an NFL football. Let's not talk about Andrew Luck. He hadn't played. He's broken. Yes. Let's not even talk about it. Unless he's running the offense, let's just kind of stay away from the Andrew Luck talk. His daddy probably deserved more talking than, than anything. Let's talk. Let's not even talk about Andrew Luck. Atlanta Braves, uh, they won again today, 2-0. And Soroka uh, had a no-hitter going into the seventh. But more than anything, get out and vote. It's time to vote for your All-Stars. And the Braves right now has three guys, uh, Ozzie Albies, Freddie Freeman, and uh, Nick Markakis, that if it stopped today, they will be All-Star starters. So let's continue to make sure we vote for the Atlanta Braves. You can vote 35 times per day on MLB.com. And I'm here to tell you now, with Bryce Harper having a bad year in his contract year, uh, Mr. Stanton going over to the AL. It is, in my opinion, that Freddie Freeman is the MVP or the best player in the National League as he goes deep again today in leading the league in hitting, and he hit his 14th home run. So look out for that, and I think Freddie Freeman is doing his thing and maybe need to wear a wrist brace because last year he was on his way to an MVP season, but he broke his wrist. Mm. Uh, we talked about this fight, uh, Deontay uh, Wilder and uh, Anthony Joshua, and uh, a, I think it would do wonders if they do it right for this heavyweight division. The heavyweight division has been in silence mm. for a long time. <laughs> I mean, I, it, it's just, just hadn't been the same. What I like about this fight is you got 6-6, six, six, Going against six seven, wow! It's gonna be some haymakers thrown, yeah, in that fight. Yeah. Does this kind of give you like the Rocky feel, going over to another country? <laughs> that's that's good enough. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like it, it kind of like man, you know. Yeah, I don't know, but anyway, I think the fight can be can re- It's almost like the Hawks having full draft picks in the first thirty four. You cannot mess this up. Yeah. So this positioning with this fight, you cannot mess this up because this is the chance for you to put the heavyweight division back into the national spotlight. And that's going to do it for this hot news. I mean, for the uh, other news. Say hot news, but other news. That's going to do it for the other news. And it's now time for us to delve into this roundtable discussion, you already know. The roundtable discussion. What are we talking about? Hit it! Roundtable discussion sponsored by Bobel Basketball. If you have any kids, three and up, please go to coachbobelbasketball.com. Well, Bobel does the best training. He's been in business for 25 years, or over 25 years. And he says that feet work is the key. And I also got to mention that we do have a lifestyle segment that will be coming up around 845. So make sure you stay tuned for that. We got an I Hate It Win segment. And um, in that segment, 
We're going to talk about, I will explain and tell you why certain people just are just blinded by what they see and what they don't see. It's crazy. All right, roundtable discussion, NBA playoffs. We already know the Warriors, third ring, four years. Um, hand, it was a sweep. The cast, <laughs> did he give up? Your thoughts on the series? I think um, LeBron lost a lot of drive in that first game when it was a game that he felt they could have stolen from Golden State. Well, he felt they had it won. He felt the NBA robbed him of that game. So from then on, it, it just really, to me, I didn't really see them have a chance to even beat Golden State. And he, you know, sometimes Golden State plays down to competition. Not to take anything away from what he what he did in this series or that he did throughout the playoffs, because I think he had an awesome, he had one of the best playoffs r- playoff runs I've ever seen. The things he did and the things the way he pushed his team, his team was garbage, and for him to get him to the point where he did was was awesome. But as far as going up against, against Golden State, the series was over from the start. We knew that it was going to be at least a five-game series. That's what I thought. But the sweep happened after the the faux pas of, <laughs> if that's a good word for it, my resident thesaurus, is that a good <laughs> word? Yeah. yeah. Good, good, good. So uh, after what JR did, uh, it, it enabled Golden State to really get a handle on the series, and they, they really didn't look back. Um LeBron, like I said, he played well, but I do call a little BS on bringing the rap to the press conference after Soft the game. Cast. Rap after the <laughs> after the game. You know, the thing was, you came off the floor and you slapped five with your sons. You did all this type of thing. You dunked. There was one dunk in the game where you threw it off the backboard, went and slammed with two hands. If you sprain or you broken bones in your hand like that, it would, I think the pain would have been a little bit more excruciating right? To, for him to do some of the things he did. He handled the ball with ease, going to his right. I'm sure it was hurt, but I think he embellished it. I think it was a thing to try to diminish what Golden State was doing like he always does. He tries to control the narrative. Mm, mm, mm. And in this case, to me, it ended up kind of giving him a little backlash because a lot of people were like, man, you could have held off till after you came to the press conference and wouldn't do what you had to do. So, the sweep was what it was. It was a sweep, what we expected. All right, Smooth. Yeah, I don't buy the cast either at all. Um, like Hancock said, the level of activity, like the, the dunks, the handshaking, it was a bit much. And um, I, I think he tried to, to gain the, the sort of sympathy vote by <laughs> showing up to the press conference after the game. Um, but overall, as a series, it was when George. Well, I'll go back to the the miss, well the the charge or block block that the NBA, the, well the new rule that they've instituted, and um, it's changed things from that point on. Everything just went downhill, and I think you know after J.R. Smith's after his uh his low IQ moment that completely. <laughs> That was the end of the series. Um, you know, I said it last week. I I was hoping they would go ahead and sweep Cleveland so that we can move on and be done. Because I think um, the offseason will be greater than the, NBA, than the NBA Finals. And honestly, I think it was a bad Finals for the NBA. 
I guess we all knew what to expect because they were probably the the biggest underdog in in what not NBA history, but at least in the last what twenty thirty years, something like that. Yeah. So, I guess we knew we all knew what to expect, and you know the the inevitable happened. They were bound to lose, and you know they lost pretty handily. Um, I'm not sure what to say about Cleveland. I think this is pretty much the end of Cleveland. They'll probably be in um, the dumps of NBA land for for a while. That's not what Dan Gibbs said. Well, <laughs> he's he's put his foot in his mouth several times. It's and, uh, the Comic Sans letter part two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's practicing on his letter. Yeah. Oh, you like, don't need a letter this time. Oh, okay. It's but to even acknowledge, you know, he's gone. That's you. You should at least wait till the. He's just trying to make the Comic Sans letter in a different font. Yeah, I guess it's the yeah. same thing. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. G, what you think about the series? Um, I thought it would be five. I, I thought LeBron would, would get them a game. Uh, I thought that uh, I, I thought they were going to have one of those games where they just hit a bunch of threes and someone gets in foul trouble enough to where it affects what Golden State is doing. Like like uh, in game three, I believe Clay was in foul trouble or Steph. One of them had like three fouls in the first half. I think it was Clay, was it? I know Clay had three fouls in the first half of game four. Um. And I thought that game three was going to be the one that they kind of snuck in and won because Steph was off. Even though Durant was, there was no answer for him. But yeah. I think because he was really the he was like carrying the Warriors. We hadn't really like seen that uh, in the playoffs. But anyway, it was uh, the Cavs did not have the horses. We knew that the first game, even before J.R. Smith's brain fart, he they just did not have it. Yeah, um, I don't think they had an answer for Golden State period, not just Kevin Durant. Uh, defensively, offensively, uh, the only thing that Cleveland really did was out-rebounded uh, Golden State. And, you know, that was pretty much it. You know how you 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 read a book. Let's, let's talk about the books that we just talked about with the A-plus. Mm-hmm. You got the questions in the front, and you go to the back and get the answers. Yeah. Well, in this case, when you go to the back to get the answers, it's blank. Yeah. Because Cleveland had none. No answers. Along with the rest of the NBA. A- absolutely. But, you know, since Cleveland made it this far, absolutely no answer. Um, Kyrie Irving was in the uh, in the news here recently saying that doesn't make sense to sign an extension. He can wait the next year when the salary goes up and he could possibly make 187. And if he signs an extension, it's 101. So we're talking about $80 million plus that he can. He actually has two years left on his contract mm-hmm. uh, because of the, the extension that he signed. He already uh, went in Cleveland. He had a year left okay. and signed a five year extension mm-hmm. with no player options. Oh, so okay. we actually like he would be a true unrestricted free agent in 2020. So it doesn't make any sense for him to sign anything now right. because it would be yeah he would get more money next year, but he's not signing anything next year either. Right. So he's gonna I think he's gonna truly test free agency. I would wait anyway. I'd have to see how his knee came back and if he could stay healthy a full season. If 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 I were a GM or if I were owner of any other team right. or 
he would have to prove himself back to me because he has a talent. That's unquestioned. But he's been breaking down. So that's what I would I would look to see how this next season is going to be, how that knee recovers. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, don't. I guess my advice to Kyrie would be to <laughs> don't don't become the you know the next Isaiah Thomas, not in, in terms of what he can do as a player, but, but with the injuries, the situation. Yeah, we talked about it earlier, and um, I think he is doing the right thing by waiting on the money because, like you guys said, the gambling money. Whenever they figure well, that out, did. yeah, that'll kick in, and you know the. I'm sure they're the NBA Adam Silver. He's been brilliant so far, but I'm sure they're working on a lot of other things to increase that salary cap. And I, I think he's doing the right thing. So we'll see. Mm. Do you think that because when the, when we heard Kyrie wanted to leave Cleveland or however that situation went down, people questioned why would you leave when you always get to the finals or playing with the best player and you need LeBron but did it show that LeBron needed him more or Kyrie needed LeBron more if they're playing Golden State they need each other it doesn't (laughs) matter I mean that's which first the chicken or the egg thing I mean they both needed one another to beat Golden State and even having themselves together they lost 4-1 last year even though in a team that was together all year. They lost 4-1. So, yeah, I do think they needed each other. Not to say that they can't get other super players together and win by themselves. But, yeah, I think they needed one another if they were both at Cleveland. If you would have had, if Kyrie would have been with, with the Celtics this year, it's possible that they could have gotten past Cleveland. So, but I still don't think they could have beaten Golden State. Right. So, the narrative is... Could read as Ka- as Kyrie got hurt once again. He helped LeBron get to the finals. He did. Yeah, <laughs> he did. You know what I I'm saying? I think he did. I mean, because you could say that because if he's healthy with Boston, yeah, I think things are a little they different. Need, all they needed was some score, especially when they went down. To, you know, they needed some score. Needed that that you know. Let me get the ball mm-hmm. and when they went through the drought or whatever the case may be. So, Smooth, your thoughts on uh, the Kyrie need uh, LeBron or LeBron need Kyrie? Of course he did. I, I think it's one of those mutually, um, it, it works both ways. And I think if you're Kyrie, I think at this point in his career, I, I think you have to be worried about some of those injuries because it. we saw what happened at Duke. I know you, you know that. First yeah. Yeah. We saw what happened the first year they played Golden State in the Broke finals. kneecap. And we saw what happened this year. I mean, he had a chance to go to the finals, like you guys said. I I think these injuries have prevented him from being a part of some probably the more amazing moments in sports in the last few years, at least at least in his career. But I think going forward, if LeBron does decide to go to Boston, I think Kyrie should I won't I won't say be accommodating, but I think he should be welcome. I don't he think should, it's happening. I don't, you don't think it's happening. I don't think Kyrie yeah. would go for it. I think he should He's be trying open to, to the escape idea. LeBron. He's trying to escape. That's tough. What, what happened Even with him being on a different team, he didn't yeah. escape LeBron because he actually yeah. helped him still. I don't know. I think he should be open to the idea because I we don't know where LeBron is going to go, but go ahead. All right. Let, let me, let me, yeah. we, since we own this, don't know if you, you I mean, right, let me get to get, it. Get really. to it. 
Don't know if y'all read this on on on, on social media uh, about what J.R. Smith said. Um, let me see. Here we go. It's almost a gift and a curse. You play on this team. You're playing with the best player in the world. And on the other side, if you win, he gets all the credit. If you lose, you will get all the blame. That's probably why Kyrie wanted to be traded. J.R. Smith. This, man, it's no secret. <laughs> I Look, man, it's hard to play with that guy for, you know, the, the situations he puts you in and all the scrutiny you get because he can do no wrong. It's it's it, if you just listen, just open your ears and listen to everybody that talks about him. He can do no wrong. So if he can do no wrong and they lose, who does that? Who does the fault fall on? Yeah, and 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 I'm I'm everybody that I've heard since game one. A lot, well, majority of people continue to blame J.R. Smith for the loss, and I, and I'm like. If this happened, he contributed, but there was a missed free throw. There was a pass that never should have been made, in my opinion. I don't disagree with that. It was a coach not calling a timeout when you had one. If you you, there was there were mistakes were made all the way around. He probably guys like 10% of it. Right. Yeah. And there was also a historical call made that has never been called in the NBA Finals. Has been called before. But to reverse a call in that situation was big, was huge. So, I mean, there are a lot of things that played into this. J.R.'s blunder just happens to be the one that everybody points at. Which, to his statement, he just said, if you lose, you go get the blame. Ain't nobody blaming the Kang. Nah. You know. Um, LeVar Ball. Came on National Network and said that what would make, what do you think would make the Lakers a better team and a playoff team? He said, if LeBron James come and Jello, they can go into the playoffs. You know, you talked about Webster's Dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> I, I bet you if you looked up Delusional, you see his picture. Mm. I, what What is it? I mean, Jello is not an NBA player. It's <laughs> not at this point. So he's. He, I know what he's trying to do. He's trying to get his son in the league, and that's fine. But he needs to let that go, man. You know, he needs to worry about Lonzo continuing to ascend to be the player that he's supposed to be. Because I don't think the Jello thing is going to happen. I don't think the Lakers are going to have that situation at all. LeVar, they have, now they have a a video with all of them. You're talking about when he was still in China? <laughs> <laughs> so LeVar... He's all in the video. Uh, I I can't even remember the name of the song. Or, you know, it's it's out. Just they making videos. He now said he owns some water. Got a water. Magic's not gonna have this. Man. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if there's a trade trade talks already in the works. I wouldn't wow. be surprised, man, if he was trying to unload this whole situation. Yeah, 
He he gave us a Levar Ball diet for a long time, but it just, yeah. I, I've heard today that if uh, if LeBron was interested in going to the Lakers and his stipulation was okay, you you got to trade Lonzo Ball. Magic would do it in a heartbeat, heartbeat, despite all of the praise he gave him. In a heartbeat, he's out of there. There it is. Yeah. Right. Go ahead. You got- yeah, I, I think LeVar and LiAngelo, I think they're like a bad song that plays on the radio. I think radio programmers, they think if we if we just play it enough, <laughs> maybe they'll start to like it. And I think that's LeVar's mindset or his strategy. Like, if I keep talking about the kid, Somebody Maybe they'll start to believe he can actually play. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the strategy. Echo team, huh? Yeah. Um, let's talk about super teams. Allegedly, Lil LeBron is in, enrolled in school in L.A. Mm. Along with Kid Martin's son, Scottie Pippen's son. So I guess the, the super team don't fall too far from the tree. <laughs> <laughs> it does not mean that he's going, but it's pointing in that direction. Okay? Now, I've always been a, a advocate to say to me, the best way LeBron is going to win is going to San Antonio. And it's not about him going to San Antonio or it's not about if they sign Kawhi or they got Kawhi, Aldridge, and LeBron. It's the fact that they have a coach that is used to winning. Got to remember, they was up 1-0 and up 20 in game two against the Warriors before uh, the bully stuck his foot out on Kawhi. What's his name? Zaza. Zaza. Yeah. Yeah. Him. So you got to remember that. Yeah. So I think Pops has a plan. I don't know if he has the players to, to compete with what they have now at Golden State. But if you put them three together, I think, because it's the least resistant and the least complicated. Because all you got to do is sign. Ain't no, uh, we got to trade. It, it, it ain't none of that. If this can work, I think that would be the super team that could make a run to Golden State. Let me ask you this. This report came out today. <clears throat> I think it was on Bleacher Report that I read it, that Greg Popovich, that he was almost done coaching that the last maybe this year coming up and next year might be his last two years coaching and he'll be done with the Olympics in 2020. Mm -hmm. Do you think that would kind of change LeBron's plans if he considered San Antonio? I don't, I don't think so because I think what needs to happen is it does two things. It puts LeBron in a vulnerable state to where now I have to trust. Because we say we've not seen LeBron without the ball. Well, we have in the Olympics. Because he played the wing. He was in the post. 
It was it was all of those things. So and Pop was a part of that coaching staff. So he knows how to use this players. And I think the trust that he could have is because we've done this before. So I think that he needs that particular coach to submit him and to submit because we've never what we've never seen is LeBron play for a coach and play for him his way instead of LeBron's way. And I don't think you're gonna see it now either. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna be real. I, LeBron is LeBron because he has the ball in his hand. It's just like I talk about playing Michael Vick. You didn't get Michael Vick to be a drop back pocket pass. <laughs> you don't get LeBron James to put him over in the corner or put him on the block and not let him touch the ball. The reason he's spectacular is because the ball is in his hands. And I don't think he's going to play that way without the ball. I just don't see it. And then you have to space the floor for him to be good. Aldridge doesn't space the floor. You don't have a lot of spaces on the floor for uh, for San Antonio right now when you look at their roster. So I don't see that being the place for him. Honestly, the team I see that he will probably never do, he needs to go to New Orleans. Him, Anthony Davis, and and that crew would tweak it a little bit, bring another player in. I'm telling you, you put you, they talk about putting superstars together. Put him in there with Drew Holiday, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis, and Rondo, and Rondo. Or maybe, maybe you move Rondo. I don't know. Ooh. Whatever you have to do. But what I'm saying is, look at that nucleus because you're gonna get rid of uh, Boogie. He's gonna be out of it. If they keep Miritich. That would be a very intriguing fit for I'm LeBron. You, man, I, I, I'm telling you, that would be a team that people would say, oh, now that's a problem. Yeah. Look at the length. Look at the size. So the question would be, could they compete with Golden State, though? I think they could. I honestly do. Yeah. I honestly do. I mean, you would probably still tweak it a little bit, but I'm telling you, the four players you got in Drew Holiday, Miritich, LeBron, and Anthony Davis, but on the there is, I mean, there's so many uh, pros and cons with whatever team LeBron chooses to go to. Going to New Orleans, he's never played with. Um, he's never been able to play well with a big to where the big didn't have to completely change their game. Mm. Chris Bosh, Kevin Love, uh, Kevin Saul. I mean, you're right. right, right. <laughs> well, My and, bad. And I agree with that, but AD does <laughs> stretch the floor a little bit. He does provide some space. But, well, yeah. I mean, he's, his, his jump shot has come back. He, it's, he can shoot a three a little bit now, but what Bosch and Love became were spot-up shooters. Standing up in the corner. I agree. Standing in the corner. Right. Anthony Davis is going to be standing in the corner. Nah, I doubt that. And if Rondo's there, well, yeah. Rondo has to go. If yeah, Rondo be out. You had to get him out of there. All right, what's your super team, Jay? Honestly, I still I didn't I didn't mention them last week, but I mentioned them on a few shows prior to last week. I I still think the Wizards might be a, a pretty <laughs> decent fit. I think if LeBron can possibly opt into his his player option for next year, and they make a trade for a friend of the show, Otto Porter, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Kelly Oubre, and you know throw some picks in there. I, for some reason, I, I really feel like LeBron, Bradley Beal, and John Ball, they could 
they can do something. I mean, they're still in the East. I think they will be guaranteed to get to the finals, I think. And um, I don't know. I just think it's a good fit. I think the Morris twin, I'm not sure which one, <laughs> is in Washington. <laughs> but They have Marquise. Marquise, yeah. okay. Yeah. M. Mars. M. Mars. They got him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason, I really feel like Washington would be a good fit. Um, I know 45 would, would have a field day with that. Oh, my God. But, um, you know, I, I think the combination of LeBron, Bradley Beal, John Wall, and I, I think John Wall was probably the best comparison to, to Kyrie. They're not completely similar players, but in terms of ability, they they could do some similar things. And I... I think it's a good fit. It probably it's probably unlikely to happen, but yeah. I well, we just trying to put it together and see what what yeah. you know. Like so, we, we got the San Antonio and New Orleans, Washington. And the Washington. All right, G, what G. you got? Man, you should just retire to go to Asia. <laughs> I feel like, yeah. But um, the intriguing thing is is the Lakers because they have the most um, assets. Most assets, they have the most ways, most methods, possibilities of putting a super team together. They could get LeBron and somebody else. That could be Kawhi. That could be Paul George. That could be Chris Paul. Chris Paul, even. Uh, So the Lakers have the most ways of getting LeBron uh, and and getting that super team that he's probably going to need to compete with the Warriors. So. I would lead towards the Lakers, uh, with the Sixers. Uh, that's that's uh, that's that's more of a bad idea every day to me. And um, Cleveland is I w- while Cleveland is the sentimental pick. They don't have any money to do anything right now, so they're gonna trade that eighth pick and probably love to try to remake their roster. Yeah. Yeah. Love going to LA too. I don't know where he's going, but that's what I mean. He's the only value piece that you have besides yeah. the eight pick. So you would probably be able to get him out of there and make someone take some of that other trash and do something with that pick. Yeah, I, I, that would be the only thing I could see him doing. And wow. maybe they persuade a Paul George to come, but that would be the only guy I think that could come to Cleveland. And LeBron would be okay. Well, he can help me. Mm. Okay. I guess we can agree there's no perfect fit. Right. Nah, it's, for LeBron. it's a yeah. lot of different. And this will go on the whole yeah. summer yeah. until it's really, yeah. you know. 29th. Is that the date? 29th, you got to decide. Yeah. Something like that. We got, we got, well, no, we got like four weeks. Oh, okay. Four weeks. We got four more weeks. All right, man. Let's go do it for the Sports Roundtable discussion. We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we got an I Hate It win. I will tell you about some blind meteor people. You're looking in the wrong direction. What you're saying ain't really true. You just ain't open your eyes big enough. You listen to Sports Roundtable with the SRT crew on the Real 1100 and SRTRadio.com. We'll be back with more Sports Roundtable on the Real Real 1100 AM. Have you been looking for a radio station that gives you sports? I don't believe it. It's a touchdown. Entertainment. Are you not entertained? And other special interest talk shows? Well, isn't that special? All on one app? Yo, that's dope. What app is that? It's the real 1100 AM app for WWE. 
Grab it for free in your Google Play or Apple App Store today. Sports Roundtable. What would you do if you had a twin? What what prank would you do if you had a twin? Oh, it'd be cool if vacation time. If I, you know, you need a couple days. Oh, hey, look, bro, give me the day. Give me this weekend. Whatever. You know what I mean? Right. That would be cool. Uh, the wives would probably be in trouble. <laughs> oh, the, I wouldn't do it the wives, but the girlfriends would be in trouble. Only on WWWE, the real 1100 AM. Here at the Sports Roundtable, there are a lot of things that we like. There are some things that we don't like. But these are the things that we, well, we hate them. I hate, I hate. I hate you. I hate you. I don't even know you. And I hate your guts. Hate it. Sports Roundtable back. About to wind this thing down, but uh, in our lifestyle segment, we got a I hate it win. And I'm going to go ahead and start this thing off, and I might finish it with this as well. There are some media members, no matter what happens, they just refuse to just own the fact that it is what it is. And one in particular, and I guess we can name him later, but there was a video that showed the the breakdown, pouting, uh, incident that happened on Cleveland bench in game one. Now, Hancock, I saw the video, and I, I'm pretty sure the word, the subtitle was pouting. And it went on to show that it was pouting. Correct. And this one media member consistently says, not owning the fact that it was pouting, but... What more do you want me to do? What more do you want him to do? Right. Then he goes on and says, we've never in our lives seen anybody like LeBron James. That's why I have an issue. Okay, let me break this down for you. You're going to love this. First of all, LeBron plays more like Magic Johnson. We've seen that. We've seen Magic. He's just more physically athletic than Magic. Magic, for a career, was two rebounds away from averaging a triple-double. 19, 8, and 11. Career numbers. That's in the career. So we've seen this before. You keep comparing him to Jordan. Well, we've seen him before. So my point is, what is it that we're looking at that we have not seen? Now, this is where the blindness come on. Because I can tell you a person that we have not ever seen. I can name some great shooters. Reggie Miller. Ray Allen, Dale Ellis, Larry Bird. Did I say Steph Curry? Steph Curry. They all can shoot. But I've never seen 
a shooter that shoots off the dribble, off picks, off screens, and shoot 30-footers like they're layups. I've never seen a bad shot maker. If it's close or the end of the half of the quarter, you pretty much know it's gone when Steph Curry has it. Steph Curry can dribble, dance, play, and pull up for a three. I've never seen Ray Allen do it. I've never seen Reggie Miller do it. I've never seen Dale Ellis do it. And I know I ain't seen Larry Bird do it. Nope. They all came off screens. Thank you. So, you talking about LeBron, we've never seen nobody like that. I ain't never seen nobody like Steph. Take the blinders off. There is nobody in this NBA history that you can compare Steph Curry to because you've never seen it. And the person I'm talking about is Nick Wright. Yep. He hates Steph, though. And he likes skin. He hates him, though. So, my I hate it when, I hate it when the media people just go blind and pump their own guys up. Maybe they're getting the check. <laughs> Maybe not. But I think I just proved my point. And I think I did it very elegantly. And I had facts. Yeah. Next. All right. Um, this isn't from uh, this isn't from my ride share adventures. Not this time. <laughs> but we spoke about it a little earlier with Terrell Owens um, not attending the Hall of Fame ceremony. And I saw one quote from someone who votes for the Hall of Fame, and he said, "I wouldn't have voted for him if I knew he wasn't going to show up." <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I hate it when uh, people who vote for these halls of fame have their feelings so invested in it. This is the hall of fame, not the hall of feelings. (laughs) Perfect. Okay, just vote on how did the guy do on the field, on the court, on the diamond, just in their sport. How did they play? Were they productive? Were they the best in in, the, in their position? That's it just, it's merit. It's merit-based. It's supposed to be merit-based. But because of the journalists and the media members feeling like they have so much, they have so much control and feeling all this power, then they're going to consider, oh, well, how did the guy treat me when I talked to him? Mm-hmm. That's why players like Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens aren't in the Hall of Fame. And that is why it took T.O., who was clearly num- across the board with his numbers, probably the second best receiver ever. Arguably the second best receiver ever. But because he didn't talk to the media all that much, or he antagonized them or whatever, I think he had fun with them. Work out in the driveway. That's that was funny. (laughs) 
but people, but media members get into in their feelings, and uh, that's not. I don't. I don't appreciate that. All right. That's all I got. All right, Jay, you got some? Yeah, it'd be real quick. <laughs> I actually hate these greatest of all time conversations. I wish they would end. To be honest, because <laughs> you know, and I'm I'm not saying I'm picking one side or another, but. Let LeBron finish his career out. Let whoever, Steph Curry, whoever it is, Kevin Durant, let them play their careers out and then start to compare them or whatever. And from now on, whenever people start GOAT conversations, please set criteria. (laughs) Like, what's more important? Championships, years played, points scored. I mean, what's important? Like, I I think it's important that that you set criteria before you have those conversations because it's a pointless conversation. People go back and forth for, you know, 20, 30 years and you never arrive at a, a conclusion. So that's my thing. So from now on out, everybody listening, just set the criteria before you had those conversations. Cause these getting no, and don't talk to me about them. Exactly. <laughs> Cause I don't want to hear. And I'm going to, uh, uh, to back you up on that because this greatest thing has gotten to the point to where, out of control. It's out of control, but I'm to the point to now where this is what I tell them. I only debate with my intellectual equals. <laughs> All others I teach. And I decide if you're my in- intellectual equal. Wow. End of story. Sound like David Ruffin. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, I want to thank uh all everybody for listening, all the tenants, the SRT um, loyal listeners, thanks for the crew coming in and doing a great job. G, as always, you always do a great job on buying sale. Um, man, listen, we have fun each and every week. It is the best day of the week, and this is how we do it, man. So, thanks for everybody tuning in. Continue to follow us and support the show. SRTRadio.com. Please go there and catch our podcast, and we'll be see y'all next week, each and every Wednesday. Hey, just shout out to the tenants. Shout out to everybody listening on Facebook, friends and fam. Shout out to my cousin, Megan Robinson. Happy birthday, sweetheart. And uh, I guess that's about it. Uh, shout out to uh, mom and dad who were listening tonight. Shout out to all the tenants. And uh, hey, if you're watching this on Facebook Live, why don't you like our Facebook page if you haven't already? There you go. All right, Jay. Uh, all the tenants, everybody looking in on Facebook, as G said, hit like. Leave comments, do whatever you need to do so we can uh, put us out there a little bit more. And uh, thanks again to the entire crew. There it is, man. Another thing, uh, former NFL Greg Hardy debuted in, uh, what was that, MMA? Greg Hardy. Yeah, Greg Hardy. And uh, 57 seconds. Maybe that's where he needs to be. Made a can, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I heard Contract offer. Right yeah. after. He yeah. did? Yeah. He finally, okay, cool. Well, maybe that's where he need to be. It's crazy. But uh, you already know how we do it. If you don't like it, you better learn to love it because it's the best show going today. Hand, let's roll. Boogie! I'm headed home, baby. Smooth. This your main man, H.O. from Bankhead. R.I.P. Moms. R.I.P. B.C. And if you love the show, tell a friend. And if you didn't, Big Ho gonna come get you. <laughs> <laughs> we out. Peace.